This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of that real podcast. Um, fuck knows what we're going to call this show. It is uh, the Saturday after uh, a disastrous loss at home. I suppose we're going to call it the spyless gutland wonder of uh, of Millwall at the moment. Um, you will see, those of you who are regulars, you will see we have two new faces. Uh, I put a call out earlier and said, look, you know, anyone wants to come on, you're more than welcome to come on. Uh, I'm going to be joined by one of our regulars, Dan, uh, shortly. Um, he will be coming on. Stephen is probably going to be watching and commenting uh, in the comments. As as if you've listened to us on um, on Spaces before, our Stephen is obviously the one I do the normal show. You hear me go, our Stephen, other Stephen. Well, we're joined by the other Stephen who, who normally speaks sense uh, on the um, Spaces. And I've also been joined by Jay as well. Uh, Jay is next to me. Stephen is below me for now. Um, And I sort of understand bits and pieces of what they've got to say. Um, But I don't really know um, what's what to a degree, um, what they're going to go with. All I know is that I think we're pretty much on the same level. I think people like Cooper... You know, and obviously what Hutchinson um, has said past, you know, if you want to keep hold of a legacy and take that legacy forward, then unfortunately in this world we live in today, words are fucking cheap. You need to show us what you're made of out there on the pitch. And if you can't turn up when the whistle goes at 3pm on a Saturday, then I'm sorry, but you might as well just fuck off because you're pointless to us. I would rather to have you in a dressing room and just go, right, which one of you don't want it? And then just go, right, under 23 team, you replace him. You replace, you replace. Because I think the under 23s will play with a lot more fucking bollocks than our current team. But still, hang on. I really do think this is probably going to be a lively show. Uh, There's going to be a lot of opinions. Um, Again, you know the way it works. You can get involved in a comment. Um, And and go from there. Um, let me just say one thing before we move. Um, Joe Chats, um, I've, I've not fully read your piece, but I saw your piece earlier. Um, 
if you drop us a DM on Twitter, if you want to come on in a bit, mate, I'll um I'll drop you a link and you can come on the show and obviously speak about the piece you've um you've written, mate. So yeah, let me know what's what, mate, and uh, we can go from there. But Jay, um, the floor is yours, mate. Um, welcome well, to the show. Off you thank go. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I, I just want to back off of what you just said about Jay Cooper and the statements that he's been putting out there. Um, talks a good game after he signed his contract. Arthur One was quite happy that he signed his new contract. I think he's been a good servant for the club. But when Jake Cooper does not play with Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper is the worst defender I've ever seen at the club. I don't understand how it gets so bad, but giving him the armband is another issue that is affecting him because he's not only is he out of form, but he's got this burden of the armband on him that he clearly doesn't want. He doesn't use either. I never see him talk. Do you think it's in his contract? I think, personally, it's a longevity thing. He's one of the first names, or was one of the first names on on the team sheet under Rowett. Um, He was performing at a pretty good level, I think, Um, with Hutchinson. I think they was a really good commanding power. We had a good good defence. Yeah, really good servant. And and he deserved the plaudits for the servant he's been, and he has been a good player for us. But when Hutchinson's not there, he is a different player, and he is the worst kind of that different player. I mean, the last several weeks, he's been nothing short of shambolic. He's nervous in his defending. He, I don't think he has trust in the keeper. Um, second guess, he's passing back to him several times. It calls the goal against Ipswich on, on Wednesday night, the first goal. He's second guessing himself. He just looks a shell of a man. Now, backing off what you said with the statements that he puts out and the statements that Hutchinson puts out, who's probably going to get off a bit light because he hasn't been on the field. You've got to back it up. Now, you can't, at the end of that game, after 90 minutes, wear the captain's armband and walk straight down that tunnel. Because that's what he did. I stood there five minutes after the game. Fleming and a couple of the others, think Danny McNamara and Imaku were the only ones who ventured over to the south stand. Because Cooper was straight down that tunnel. Now, if that's what you're getting out of your captain on a slide of seven losses, or what is it, eight losses out of nine games then there is no hope in that dressing room because who else is stepping up? Who else is taking them by the horns and saying, we need to sort this out? I see Zian Fleming put a post up on Instagram talking about this next game. Huge arms around the players, you know, stuff that you want to see. And you think, Do you know what? Fair play, Chuck. But don't what see what else. What, they, what they've got to understand, and unfortunately, I think a few of these players don't. I mean, Cooper Hutchinson and Steve, at any point, feel free to come in, mate. But what I think they don't understand, people like Fleming is that that level of PR bullshit might work with any other club in the world. Yeah. We're Millwall and we have a reputation for a reason. And if I'm honest, I think the reputation what Millwall has, has been sleeping for yes. way too fucking long. Yeah. This Which new is the generation, isn't it? Yeah, the new generation and all that lot, and this fucking do good of it and all that lot, yeah. it has has taken the atmosphere to a a playground in a playground environment because yeah. the den has always been a fucking fearsome place to go, you know. Even with our fucking our caged walk for the away fans. It's still not a nice place to go. But when you've got, yeah. you know, away fans going, 
one of them's all right to go to, really, yeah. you know. And you've got people like Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, other teams that are coming here this season and fucking outsung us. Yeah, that that's half the problem, I think. Is but then that comes down to the players have got to give us something to cheer about. They've got to give us something to get behind. I've, we only beat Norwich because Ashley Barnes won that game for them. If Ashley Barnes don't kick off and cause a ruckus and get the Millwall fans on our side when he's having a ruck with Cooper, we probably don't come out of that game. You know, we, we struggle to give the fans something to shout about. When you want this spiral that we're on, you've got teams, like you just said, coming to the den and just rolling us over. It's it's, it's pathetic. It's, there's no other word for it. It is pathetic. But we're getting ourselves into a situation where the players can't get the fans on the side. The fans are getting on the players' back, rightly so. And it's just becoming this cycle of defeat where we're all defeating each other. Our Stephen, who part of the show, obviously is not in here today, but he's, he's put a comment in. And it's a good, and I'll put it to you, Stephen. I, I yeah. Totally I'll put it to you, Stephen. Yeah. Because you always speak sense, massive amounts of sense on the, on the spaces. Stephen says, can someone please explain to me why we bring in a prospect in Adam Mayo or Adam Mayer and then bring on Ryan Longman, a lone player, a whole centre reject, a whole city centre, you know, reject who won't be there next season and basically for what? Surely we, we, we want this young kid on to prove. Yeah, well, for me, I've got so much I could say and normally I do have and I'm kind of a bit gutted tonight. But as, as far as um, taking uh, Lenny off today, of all the things I've seen at Millwall, I don't get that. I know he made two mistakes. I, I understand that. But I, I think it was wrong, but personally. He's like someone's lacking a bit of confidence. He's probably been, if not our best player, one of our best players prior to the last injury. I think by taking him off like that, you maybe do his um, confidence in. And I agree with you a million percent. The only money he's actually spent or been given to spend was on this uh, Adam Mayer. Mayer? Is it Adam Mayer? And he, yes, he bought Ryan Longman on. I don't get it. I, 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 I I'd just like to talk for a minute about blame because everybody's been blaming everyone. And if you want to look at it um, from the top down, this is a very similar bunch of players that we had last year. I agree, with, I agree with Jay. I think Jake Cooper is a very good centre-half when he's got Sean Hutchinson alongside him. I don't doubt that. And Gary Rout said we don't need a centre-half. Saying that, I didn't think Tatanga was terrible today. He was he was all right. Um, he, ain't, he ain't lighting it up. But that back, sorry, Steve, to interrupt you. But that back four, that's the back four we had with Harris. How often does that stick around? Well, we all know as well, it, it, just from social media, that Charlie Creswell doesn't play at Leeds. And, you know, it scares me that at that time, when we were desperate for a centre-half, unfortunately, we didn't get Dan Ballard two years ago. I actually like Charlie Creswell even more. And yeah. you know what? I don't think there's any point in talking about what we should have done and what we could have done. I think this smells a bit from the from the top down. Hundred percent. I don't, you know, I don't get Alex Aldridge. I don't know him. I don't want to bad mouth him, but I don't get him. I know he was a journalist. I've done a bit of googling on him. I I I really don't get it. I'm not sure what Steve Cavan has ever done for the club, but I'm not criticising him either. But the players that come out. If I had to pick one today, I'd be struggling to pick one player. I know I've seen a bit of Danny Mac. Was like, he was all right. He was all right. 
Tom Bradshaw, and we, you know, I'm jumping about. You know, we could, we needed another striker. I'm not sure the yeah. fellow we signed from Burnley, and I don't want to slap him down before he's even got going. We probably needed someone a little bit bigger, someone that can hold the ball up, someone, yeah, agree, someone that can win the ball in the air. Um, I think you're right, Steve. If we sign Keith for more, I think we have a different conversation in some of yes, these games, I, to be honest with I you, because you've got right. a plan B. You've got a plan B. He's gone and signed this Obafemi, who's just he's Bradshaw 2.0, isn't he? And his bit is probably the same. But Keith for more would have given us a different dimension. Yeah. That if we are one nil down in the not in the 80th minute, you can start lumping balls in the box. Well, we did it with Matt Smith, who by the way is still getting goals. Yeah. For, Do you um, know what? Perfect. I mean, I watched the street, and it, you know. You, you listen to what the guy is saying, you listen to different commentary, and they're like, you can, they're, they're saying, you can see that the players want to take the ball through the middle. Yet what we keep yeah. doing is fucking 40 yard fucking passes, yeah. what yeah. aren't fucking, no, you know, let's, let's be honest, yeah. these guys aren't Beckham, they're not Skulls, they're not fucking. No, you know, they're not great players. Mm. And it's showing it if you, you've got a manager coming out going, Really sorry, my players have got a lack of confidence. Well, fuck me, I wish I had a lack of confidence on 10 15 grand a week. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't don't want to put the booting on Joe Edwards because although I didn't want Gary Rout to go, I was open minded that if he did go, maybe kind of time's run out. Um, and I wasn't that disappointed with Joe Edwards, unfortunately. And I love Milt, he doesn't inspire me, he really doesn't get me excited. He doesn't get me jumping up and down. No emotion, is there, Steve? There's, there's no... And we're an emotional club, for God's sake. Exactly you, know, you, you know, you just said that. Um, the atmosphere... I mean, unfortunately, like Millwall, like any other club, <coughs> success breeds a bit breeds a bit of atmosphere. And I think yeah. this year, we've had the stuffing knocked out of us. But I still think that the players aren't playing. I don't know how long Hutch is out. This He's had another setback, hasn't he? He, he? he was due to be back the same time as Imarco. He had another setback this week. I don't think the club have actually said how long the setback is, but it's another setback to an ageing defender with injury problems who's out of contract in the summer. Alex Mitchell was all right in pre-season. And if we're a bit thin on the ground at the back, why they let him go out? I do yeah. not know. Yeah, I, like him. I don't know why... There's some fucking idiot on Twitter fucking posting bullshit last night. I mean, yeah, I've reposted it and said, you know, if it's it, yeah, if it's actually true. Because, I mean, I spoke to his dad and his dad said, you know, he's he's got a little bit longer on his contract. But the problem was is that Rowett never fucking spoke to him. So Rowett never fucking saw him, didn't really understand anything about him. And then just like, oh, well, we'll we ship you out again. Do you know what I mean? Who's the other kid, who's the other kid they just sent out? Uh, who was captain of the under 23 He's also a, a defender. Who was that? That uh, Malik Ab- Alon Malachi, yeah, whatever he's gone Sutton, isn't he? With um, Steve Morrison, and we what? need a left back. In my in my opinion, no, we need a left right. back. It, it's not like we're brimming with left backs and centre halves yeah. to send them out on loan. It, I, I think it's the age of it's the age of these players. Well, you got Murray Wallace, you know, um, Cope was getting other Hutchinson. Um, Joe Bryan, all these players are hitting the wrong side of 30, all of them out yeah. of contract. And I mean, Frank, Frankie, you've had some good points on Twitter today. And again, if you if you want to, you know, possibly come on a show, mate, drop me a DM on Twitter and um, and I'll send you a link, mate, because you, you've spoken some sense um, 
to me, I think you've spoken some sense today on Twitter with some of your points you put up. Uh, it might not be everyone's, um, but, you know, it is... Um, you have done some sense. So, yeah, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you do subscribe and make sure you press that like button because uh, what pressing the like button helps is it helps put us in more people's feeds. So, um, so you know yeah, what just... else we're missing? We're missing like the um, the, the from years ago, Georgie Jackson, Terry Erlocks, and Alan, yeah. people that Alan Dunn. I didn't, he weren't the best footballer in the world, but he rolled his sleeves up. Going yeah. back years ago, Harry Cripps was not a good player, but he'd, Benny Fenton actually told me he'd run for a brick wall for Millwall. Steve Morrison, that's who we need. We need the Steve Morrison up there. Steve Morrison it was the same. Yes. We've got no, we've got no what they say dogs out on that field. The only one who I think really does sort of give a little bit is, is Sav um, I, when he plays. I, Sam T. Um, well, there was nothing. There was nothing said at the press conference today. Uh, there was no rumours. A lot of people think that, you know, it, it's, it's not really people are believing, you know, what he's saying. And no one feels confident in what he's saying at the minute. But I, I personally, I just, I think the board is going this route. And I don't think the board is, I don't think the board will sack him, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? And, and well, that's it. I just don't think they will sack him at the minute, mate. So The well, thing is, if, if you do sack him, what do you do? Do you give it to Barrett again? You know, a Barrett, in my opinion, should have, should have left when Rowett did. Should have held the door open for him. Yes. I don't I, know why we're keeping these people around. I think the only reason Barrett's staying, and I said it before, and again, I, I've got no inside knowledge. I'm just saying, I think personally, evening, Joe, I can see you in the green room. Don't panic. Um, personally, what I think is that Barrett's there to be the conduit between the team at the yeah. moment. Yeah, so he's the middle basically, man. Yeah. He's bringing in Edwards and he's bringing in the players and creating you know, that, that whole benefit. And then potentially, I think, in a you know, maybe next season or so, I think he might be off. But at the moment, you know, he's staying. Just, yeah. just want to say um, one more thing. I think the sad thing, why I'm so sad, is it's not like I can come on here and say to you guys, we were a bit unlucky today. They nicked the goal and we were all over and we had three chances. Last week at Ipswich, whether it's at Preston or Hub, we are outplayed by, by yeah. everybody. Whether it's been, yeah. been Ipswich at the top or Sheffield Wednesday at the bottom, yeah. that's what, when I say it's scary, that's scary. Well, it is, well, Steve, we've always been a club, like we don't mind getting beat. We've never mind getting beat. We know we're not the greatest club, but it's it's the, in the manner that we get beat. I was there at Birmingham when they sucked five, six passes and we gave them a round of applause yeah. off the field because it's how, it's how we're losing at the moment. This is the problem. We are getting outplayed, dominated. We don't look interested. Teams are... are you got Sheffield Wednesday or laying passes after 30 minutes. They're second bottom, away from home. They haven't scored a goal away from home this calendar year. I don't think yeah, they come to the den and it's an easy ride. See, look, Frankie, I totally agree with what you're saying, Frankie. You know, to me, it starts in... The I mean... I mean, listen, right? I'm 100%. not. I'm not going to bring people's names up or anything else, right? But this, okay, this. Let me take that comment off so you can see it. Uh, where are we? Oh, oh, that that comment there, that that CV, okay, is our first team scout. Do you know what I mean? I think that sums it up, really. Do you know what I mean? We got a postman as our first team scout, and it, and Fancy. we joke, we joke, week in week out, that it's you know we joke week in week out 
that it's football manager run. Hello, Dan. You're all right. Negative Dan is on. He's Dan. definitely not smiling today, <laughs> but yeah. Evening, um, evening, gents. Evening, everyone. Apologies about uh, my lateness. Good evening. That's all right. It's markdown, so don't panic. Um, but where'd you go? When you've got a head scout who's a postman and, and pretty much has no experience, where'd you go? Well, well, one of them went to Stoke, bigged it up down there, ruined that club, and then come back to us and looks like he's ruining ours. Yeah. Come back um, and, you know, took him, took him away. That Aldo went and another guy went, and then they come back. And I, I, I don't think I don't think it's about that because I think that comes back a little bit, and I don't want to chuck Joe Edwards in the river. It comes back a bit to him because I remember me and lots of us being really excited because of his contacts with the England youth at Chelsea and at Everton. We all said it. It was said on social media. You've said it on this. He must have had loads of contacts. So I don't think it's about the scout. I, I really don't. And Joe Edwards, if he was going to be any good, he'd come in and stamp his authority on it. I think yeah. if you're, if we're annoyed about players not coming in at the last window, if it's not down to Joe Edwards, it's down, and it's, and it's not down, it's down to the hierarchy. Yeah. Can I ask you one question, gents, all of you, and and you know, answer simply. Do you think that Joe Edwards has enough about him? Actually, do you know what I do? So I'll bring you in on this as well. Um, hey. Joe, you're right, fella. Do you think that Joe Edwards has enough about him, considering that he hasn't really played football, to be able to have respect from the players? And and we always hear about you know that it's the it's the players what control whether or not a manager gets fired or not. I mean, look at what happened to um, Graham Potter at Chelsea. He just couldn't control prima donna players and in the end they got him fired um dan what's your thoughts you've been on the the least as such so you've only just come on yeah um i, I think it's clear to be honest i think you read some of the quotes that i think he has kind of lost the dressing room to be honest i think you read about these things about the players kind of holding these meetings um i haven't listened to what edward said i think it's quite telling the fact there is nothing been on the club social media there was no updates obviously in the from half car. time yeah nothing no, no updates whatsoever. i think that's very telling he has done the press conference and his post-match interviews i've been told they're available on the club website for anyone who does want to um go and listen to what he said but even after what he said against Ipswich, um i mean in this guy's <laughs> interview after that it looked like he was in tears to be honest yeah. it's just yeah, it's just did. like can the, the, the players just must be taking him for some kind of laughing stock at the moment, to be honest. Um, I respect the ambition that the club's had, but we've slipped. I'm just going to go off on a very small tangent here, very quickly. Um, we've sleepwalked our way into a relegation battle, and with the on paper how bad the bottom four teams are in this league this year, that is utterly unacceptable. Um, I just think, yeah, it we've had our experiment, we failed. We know we can't obviously go down this route. We now need to, the club need to go put their hands up and say, yeah, you know what? We've got this one badly wrong. Um, we're sorry. And we, we need to make a change now because you don't want to get relegated based on the progress the club's made. We're very close to, I'm sure we've undone some of the progress we've made in the last few years. And we're very close to undoing all of it and a lot more if we do go relegated this year. And we all know yeah. how things have changed, how difficult it is now to get out of that division. It's league One, there's some one. massive clubs in League One now as well. Massive, when you look at it. With massive money. 
And it's not like years ago, like <coughs> the last 20 years, we went that we we got relegated, we came up within two years. That might not happen. This is no. big stuff. If we the go thing down, is as well, sorry, Steve, the thing is as well, is that next year the, the, the finances change with the money yes. that comes down to the championship. Yeah. And, and it's questionable at the moment, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I mean, I've heard that Luton are throwing their toys out of the pram over it all. In Allegedly, but there, there's talks yeah. that it could go up to 15 million. Now, that's mm. what I believe our annual intake is. So, if mm. we start next year, we could be self sufficient, we could restock in positions of need. But if we go down, that is going to be far yeah. worse than just what we think it is going to League One. We might bounce back up, but we could spiral out of control. I big agree. time with the way we're set up at the moment. Now, I agree with Dan said. I think that the club went the right way. Young, hungry, initiative, um, forward thinking, you know, coming to the modern game. But it's failed. Now, yeah. people, I keep hearing this argument. I keep reading this argument on Twitter all the time. And I know you guys do as well. Is, well, who'd you get out of there if you sack him? And I'm sick, I'm sick of hearing and reading that because there's always someone out there. And this just needs a spark. It's very clear the players aren't playing for him. If they was, they would have turned up today. But it was the same as it's been for the last 10 weeks. It's 20 minutes. We look solid. We look good. The other team's manager gets hold of them and goes, right, this is what we're going to do to change it. And Edwards doesn't adapt. And then it's a 70-minute onslaught. And that's what it's been for 10 weeks. I watched his interview on Sky. As Dan said, he looked like he was crying. He has got no emotion. He talks with the same tone in every press conference. And he said, I didn't, um, they asked him if he steamed into the players at half-time and he said, I didn't think that would be good. I didn't think that would be a good thing to do. So what are you doing wait, wait, They need, wait, they wait, need wait, a wait. rocket up their arse. Exactly. They've got wait. their head in the clouds. No, exactly. The guy's the guy and his personality is his personality. And you can't turn a street fighter into a ring fighter. It's different. They're different animals. So I think if he went in there and started screaming and shouting, if that's not him, they'd probably laugh at him. Also, also, I think, also, I think it's it. It goes back on what I said a minute ago about him. Is that would the players just go shut the fuck up, Joe? Who the fuck are you talking to? Do you know what I mean? You've never fucking kicked a ball in this fucking league. What do you know? Do you know what I mean? Gone. Oh, I haven't kicked the ball in the league, but no, I'm no, sorry. but not you, but the other one. But yeah, I mean, you wrote a piece earlier about it. I mean, what's your your take on it from from overseas as such? Well, I gotta does, tell. Does you, it look even worse on TV? It yes. does because it got to the point today where Carl's even like, "Why is it only outswingers taking corners?" Yes. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why it didn't make sense? And as soon as Savile came on, it's like <clears throat> we're doing the same thing. Okay, yeah. but we don't make adjustments. It's uh yeah I I, I respect Joe because of his name but I'm, I'm I think I think you're right Joe because we got these big towering centre halves and we float it to the back post just steam it onto the penalty spot and just all run in I don't know what we do the same on free kicks throw ins yep. I've got a question though so you're you're saying the player Joe Edwards wanted to protect the players from talking to the media after the I'm I'm a media member in the United States this is why I'm asking is that what happened. No, he um he basically he got asked in his uh, press conference or his Sky Sports interview after the Ipswich game, what did you say at half time? And he was like, I didn't think it was right to to tear into the players. I tried to keep things like quite calm and stuff like that. Well, interesting. That's did uh, he take a different approach today. Half yeah. was was the yeah. steam into all the time? Is he mixing it up? What I is don't... different? It's crap. Well, we got... It's not good. 
It's not no. good ever, and they never adjust. repetitive is, is the word I'd use. Repetitive. Well, every I've Saturday. got something. I've got something for you, gents. Right? There's a there's a guy who's who listens to the show regular, but he's um he he's got ChatGBT down to a fine art because he's researching <laughs> it for a book. He, he's he's writing something around it, and he's got these prompts down and all that. So today. He's written to him and said, in a situation where a football team has been underperforming with a series of losses and draws, especially with defensive vulnerabilities leading to relegation fears, the head coach response to the press must be carefully crafted to address several fronts, accountability, optimism and a call to unity. Here's a response that might encapsulate these elements. So this is ChatGBT giving the press conference after today and our past lot of days. Firstly, I want to acknowledge the frustrations and concerns of our supporters, you guys. Their passion is a lifeblood of the club, and it's clear we have not met their standards. Expected of us. The results over the last seven games are not reflective of the potential of this team, and for that, I take full responsibility. Defensively, we have conceded goals that should, that could have been prevented, and it's evident that we need to address these lapses in concentration and organisation on the pitch. We're already working on specific strategies to strengthen our defence and ensure we are more resilient in our, in our um, upcoming matches. However, despite our recent form, I have complete faith in the ability and commitment of the squad. We've shown glimpses of what we're capable of, and now it's a matter of translating that into consistent 90-minute performance. Every player in the dressing room is aware of the situation we're in. And I've seen a determined response in training sessions. We're all committed to turning this around. To you, Millwall supporters, I ask for your continued support. It's in challenging times like these that your support is most crucial. We need to stand united as a club, from the players and staff to the fans in the stands. As for my permission, as for my position, I am focused solely on the next game and ensuring the team is prepared to fight for every point available. Our immediate goal is to improve our performance on the pitch, secure positive results, and climb away from the relegation zone. We are not underestimating the challenge ahead, but with hard work, belief, and unity, I am confident that we will achieve our objectives and secure our status in the championship. And thank you for your continued support. Sounds familiar. Wow. That was, a, that was a carbon copy of his interview, wasn't it? Pretty much, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'd say so. I'd so, say so, you know, it just shows to me that, you know, if, if ChatGPT can write something what's pretty much like that, then if our manager's doing pretty much the same then unfortunately, I don't think people at the top, people on the pitch, people being the coach and managers, whatever name you want to fucking give yourself, you do not want... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I understand what fucking playing for this club is and two, what Millwall's about. Yeah. You just don't fucking understand it. Oh, Omar, look, fucking, that's you in it, Dan. You <laughs> yeah, put that up in it. <laughs> but you don't, you don't know where you are, do you? I mean, you know, these people need to understand that you are custodians of our club. That's it. End of. Yep. You're not here for life. And to be honest, the way you're playing at the moment, I'd rather you just fuck off. The way they're playing at the moment, they won't be here tomorrow, or at least someone won't be. Well, there is, there is that. I mean, this is the second game in a row that Millwall Media have not put out a post-match presser. Um, there's no training videos being updated. They're stopping updates at 30 minutes into the game. It well, is going through that? the club, the despair. How are they supposed to make money long term with advertising partners if they don't show consistent results or not just consistent product? Like if we actually care about this club being financially sufficient, these are the bare minimum things you have to do. Because they show. don't want the negativity to come with it. That's, that's Boo, yeah. deals with it. Boo-hoo. Look at Chelsea's mentions after they lose or after today's result. That's what you do. It doesn't matter. That's what admins paid for. But that's, yeah, but that's, yeah, but it's, no. Millwall doesn't want the negativity, you know, and that's that's it. You know, unfortunately, to me, I would have kept on, you know, I think that they should have kept on doing it. So, yeah. Oh, I think that could be the Brian King, by the way. Possibly, I don't know. Might not be, but yeah. The geezer's too nice and respects teams too much. Wrong approach and he can't fix it now. I don't know if it is, but it possibly is. He hasn't texted me to say that he's watching, so it might not be. So, yeah. Um, the thing but, is, his approach, though, is uh, half the reason that Rowett was despised towards the end of his tenure and half the reason he isn't here was because of the five of the back, the same formation, regardless of opposition, lazy management, home and away. Same setup, regardless of who we're playing. If a team plays 4-4-2 or they go five at the back themselves, we're playing five at the back. Edwards has slowly started to adopt that and he's trying to fit players in like Tanganga, Harding, these players in to make it work for the players he's got. But he's undoing everything he said he was going to do. Now, when we went 4-2-3-1 a couple of weeks into Edwards tenure, we might have been losing a couple of games, but we was actually playing pretty well. We yeah. actually turned the tide a little bit, you know, when we was playing this progressive football. But all of a sudden, it's got it's gone back to it's Gary Rowett 30 years ago standing in the dugout. Yeah, you yeah. know he's got air on his head now. You know he's a bit younger. That that's how it looks. And I honestly thought today that Wednesday and the weekend before would be the end of five at the back. It would be the end of it at home yeah. at the very least. And he rocked up playing players out of position, playing aging people in defence, playing people that are not going to be here in the summer when you've got young, exciting players on the bench like the comment about Longman coming on instead of Mayer. You know, he's reverted back to something he said that he was going to take us away from or what the club hired him as a reason to take us away from. Now, if we ban 
Granted, Rowett, a dinosaur, and we wanted him out of the club for them very reasons, because the results were going bad from it, yeah. Edwards is going to suffer the same fate. And unfortunately, Edwards hasn't built enough of a rapport or enough of got enough coins in the bank through wins to warrant himself any more time than he's already got. You put up the static earlier, he's got a 15% win percentage. Yeah. It's yeah. diabolical. It's, it's diabolical. the lowest of any minimal manager I think ever. I think it's yeah. lower than low mass and Holloway and it's the worst one ever. Yeah, like I said, we could take getting beat. Or like I said earlier, we've been I've been in the stands, we've been pumped 5-0 and we've yeah. clapped the players off the pitch because the performance has been there. You could see the grit, the fight for the shirt. But these these last 10 weeks, there is zero there. I'm going to play what the BBC let me let me play what the BBC have put out today from from him. Hopefully, it'll play. Goes against us like conceding the first goal, um, and, and we don't respond it, yeah? well to it. And you can see yeah. a bunch of lads that have got a lot of commitment and a lot of good intention. Here we go. We're starting. Well, Joe, beginning. another disappointing result after a tough, tough week. It's not so much a slide, more of a helter skelter at the moment. You've got to get back on top and and make that ride a good one to the end of the season. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. You know, um, we're in a we're in a period where confidence is clearly at a low, which is which is understandable. Um, you see it in in the players when they're out there. There's there's a lot of good intention. There's a real good attitude before every game. But then there's there's moments in games where where we can kind of feel that it's not coming off as cleanly as it was maybe five six weeks ago, or a moment that goes against us, like conceding the first goal, um, and, and we don't respond well to it. And you can see a bunch of lads that have got a lot of commitment and a lot of good intention. Then. The game just looks more difficult for us than, at the moment than it should be. Um, and we're getting punished again. Two shots on our goal, two goals. Um, and then everything we're trying at the top end of the pitch is not, not quite coming off, a bit fizzling out. So, um, yeah, difficult period. Um, I'm sure it's not going to get any easier very quickly. So we have to stick together and keep fighting. When you're involved uh, in a dogfight at the bottom of the league where you don't want to be, it's important to beat the teams around you. But uh, you had the first <laughs> 20 minutes, maybe had more control of the game. And it was that goal that really almost broke the hearts of, uh, of some of the, certainly the fans and probably one or two of the players. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a familiar story, that for us. Of, uh, whether it's been starting the first 20 minutes well or actually getting the first goal and then not hanging on to it. Um, and like you say, from between both boxes, that's where a lot of the game takes place. And there's not many teams at the moment... But barring a sort of 20-minute meltdown against Ipswich in the week after their first goal, there's not many teams that are completely dominate us between the boxes or we're second best in every department. That's not, that's not what's happening. We're, we're giving a, a, a good contest in all of the games, but we're, we're just not doing anywhere near enough or showing a high enough level in, the, in both boxes and we're, we're getting punished for that. And settling down the, the positional play and settling down the, the personnel is not easy. You made plenty of substitutions. Bannon seemed to make a, a really big difference for when they were playing. They were really playing well with through him and he had to try and stop him playing. Yeah, we did. And, and that's kind of, you can you can get in that position where we start with a formation uh, against Ipswich in the week that's worked well for us in, in a, for a period in around the Christmas period. Um, and it, it's not going well, so you change it against Ipswich and then you change back. And it gets to that point when you find yourself two or three down in games and you have to make changes just to give it a different look. You, you see some things that look like they could give you a bit of hope, but equally, you, you can't be you can't be coming away too much from what the players are used to, or what they're most comfortable with. And we've we've been in that rut a bit, partly helped, well not helped, but caused by a lot of injuries, suspensions, illness. Now we've got as well, where it's not easy to pick a settled team or even pick a team that fits a lot of the players' strengths. Um, but but that's the job, and we're trying. And as I said, for a lot of spells of games, it it looks and feels like. You've got you've picked the right team or picked the right plan, and then goals are killing us, um, and we're not recovering well from them. Just need to see something change. 
as simple as that and it's it's tough uh, it's tougher when you're low in confidence but the only way through it is to stick together and keep believing and keep fighting and we'll do that yeah okay keep together keep fighting he says the same thing virtually after the end of every match word salad Word salad. He, he, he sounds like he just wants to get that interview over with as soon as possible yeah yeah absolutely if if he if he gets through that interview it's a win for him that's how he sees it. Because he says, as you just said, he says the same things over and over. He talks about injuries, you know, not being able to play the, the right um, system and things like that. But when you're playing players out of position and you're resorting to five at the back and you're still playing that goalkeeper, when you you know there's issues and you're not changing them, when you have the players that are fit, you're still not changing it. Look, so I, don't think he I, I just heard a load of verbal. I don't think he knows what to. The other night, he had the kid, was it Botang? Was on the bench. Is it yep. Botang? Yeah, yep. Nana Botang. Yeah. Okay. So He's what? We had the same problems with the centre forward. He's a foot forward, centre forward, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he's like a, a more of a attack inverted attacker kind of. What okay. do it what all across saying, the front it, type player? We were no good the other day. What did he do to get dropped from getting on the bet from get, not even getting back on the bench? Well, I think you had him. We had Imaku and um, Cuffy come back from injury, didn't we? Which, yeah. which is uh, which is pleasant to see. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Cuffy, you know, his last few weeks, the last few games he's played, it looks like he's had enough. I agree. To be with honest you. with you, he looks like he's had enough. And when he come on today, he's like you said earlier. We we do these forty yard passes. Cuffy gets up there, gets the ball down, and there's no one within twenty yards of him, and he has to keep coming back. And then we go across the back, and we do it again. I mean, listen, right? I'm not going to sit there and throw digs at Bradshaw. He, he's he's a good enough player in his time, but I just don't know if he's got the legs now. I just don't know. You know, he's only a small fellow. And then fuck me, we go out and get another striker on loan who's fucking even shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just... I, the thing, he, he, there was a comment right at the beginning of the show which basically says, you know, doing the same thing every time and expecting different results is a sign of insanity exactly. by Albert, you know, Albert Einstein, right? Yeah, exactly. And yet that's what we're doing. We're basically getting small strikers and then we're going to play over the top fucking hoofball. When yep. you can see that the players what are there want to run through the middle with the ball. Let them do it. Let them do it. And I said this the other day in our in our chat group and everything else, that to me, if you've got no fucking passion, then unfortunately, fuck off. And yeah. we put the under-23s in because yeah. they see... Did you see the video the other week? And I mean, I don't know where it is to find it, but the video the other week where they won their game and in the changing room, they were fucking having a Partying. laugh. Partying, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. having a laugh. You know, to me... That's what playing football's about. We've never seen one of those videos. It probably would never come out. But, no. you know, I mean, this, there uh, go, Matt Dawson. Yep. We have not replaced Matt Smith since he left. No. 100% nailed yeah. on. We've gone for five foot seven and five foot eight. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, what? fuck me. They could audition not... for the fucking Snow White pantomime, couldn't they? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mickey, I think um, when Amaku got injured, I think it was against Birmingham. Was it against Birmingham, Jay? I think it was. And he was playing centre forward. If uh, right. No, it was um, it was a bit after that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
Well, the point well, he's done his point shoulder. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's I know, like yeah. the best set from what I've seen. He might be the best centre forward. Bristol City. Sorry, I think he is Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're right. He's, he's got that turn of pace, and he is a bit yeah. physical. We do yeah. not have any physicality yep. in that team. I said something that that riled some people up. Now, I would like to see Zian Fleming drop into a centre midfield position alongside Casper Denore because I think he's physical enough. He's big enough strong enough, he gets stuck in, and he can drive us forward. As Mick said, it's very clear we want to drive the ball forward. When Casper gets that ball, he looks forward through the middle all the time, and he has to look up again and spread it wide, because no one is getting up, getting behind the defender or making that forward run. Now, he's got to change something up to bring more physicality inside, because it's very weak. I remember the days of Harris, when he'd feel a nudge in the back and go over we're not we're not even dirty like that anymore. We, we're too nice nowadays. It's like oh, we give away our fouls. Oh yeah, no one's getting in the referee's ear. No one's trying to like up the tempo or you know get a bit stick someone in the stands. The only one who I see it do that at the moment is Danny Mack. To no be honest, else could... I think and yet earlier on in the season, God. everyone was counting that bloke off. Great defender, not a fullback. If you could pair him and 100%. Cuffy, Merge him into yeah. one player, him and Coffee, you'd have the perfect. show us where we've ended winner. up. Everyone was slagging off Danny Mack. Everyone. No, I wasn't. He was great. I'm talking, I think like, he's brilliant. Like, he was all right today. Yeah, he was. That's all he was. He was all right. But like I but, said before, the media, the, the team and the media threw him to the wolves when he yeah. wasn't with the contract negotiation. And then when he still was standing firm and going, no, I want to do this, Rowett then went in front of the media and went, yeah, I'm not going to play Danny Mac. You know, he's got a lot going on his head. He needs yeah. to get the contract. Until he signs, I'm not playing him. And what that yeah. did is turn fucking a lot of the fan base towards Danny, which is yeah. fucking disgusting from a club to one of your players, one of your fucking homeboys. Why do you, you think know? he hasn't been hired? Why would you hire him if he's going to throw somebody like that under the bus? That is... Yeah. I'll be honest, Rowan well, looks unwell. He looks unwell. I don't think anyone at the moment. I see him on Sky the other day. He looks really ill. Who's that, Rowan? <laughs> Gary Rowett, yeah, he looks really well. But like, like you said about throwing Danny Matt to the Wolves, like he's it's, it's, been a scapegoat items. for three managers now. He's been a scapegoat. Yeah. Aris scapegoated him, Rowett did, and, and Edwards has at times. And it was like Jimmy Abdu. Whenever we got a new manager in, they always tried to out Jimmy Abdu. And then they'd go, we'd start to lose games and realise, oh, actually, I haven't actually got anyone who can do what Jimmy Abdu does, who doesn't really do anything, just sits on someone for 90 minutes. And, be, and is a pain in the ass, and that's like Danny Mac. Danny Mac is not great going forward, but he will stick someone in the stands, and he will run his ass off for ninety minutes. Whether he gives you a six out of ten or a ten out of ten, it ain't for the want of trying with Danny Mac. Mm-hmm. And Andrew that's Roberts, that, that's where it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Andrew that. Roberts does a great as as it's a great point here, correct. where he says the problem is is that I think in the in in today's age, right, is a. If you're not asking the questions the club want you to ask, then you won't be able to ask that question. That's bullshit. And and it, and it, bullshit. but that's what happens. I know it. Yeah. It sucks because yeah. we can do it in the states, and it's stupid because you know it's higher level, whatever the level is. It doesn't make sense. People would appreciate it. It's it's it, it helps build your club if you get better things and you bet get better quotes. But they just invite me to a press conference or invite one of our team to a press conference, Millwall, and let us ask two questions. Uh, and I guarantee okay. it won't be the same as same as what you normally get. That is the problem, and they get off really light. I mean, the the interview is exactly the same every week, whether it's win or lose, and the answers from Edwards every week, as it was with Rowett. 
is exactly the same, win or lose. It's get in, get out. The problem is, is that, and I understand that you don't have people around the club, but if you look at the club, most of the people what are in there now aren't necessarily Millwall fans. Yep. You know, you know, I mean, Max, as much as he wants to, you know, say that he gets Millwall and he understands, you never understand Millwall. <coughs> Not in the same way as someone who's been supporting him for years and years. He was at Port Vale and then he's come here. And I don't know what team he, he supports, but it's probably not too hard to find out. But I bet most of them support, you know, premiership clubs as such. But the problem is, is that you can you can hear that in the way he talks and whatnot. You know, to me, um, wall talk should be done solely by Mark Leachfield. Because Mark Leachfield is a family full of Millwall fans. And he knows the history inside out. Let him... Let him do it with an ex-player. But, you know, it's like Webster. Webster isn't a Millwall. He's a nice bloke, but he's not a Millwall fan. He knows Millwall, but he's not a Millwall fan as such. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, let's, we go, we go, we move it on while you've got the panel there. If someone's Bailey's put loads of West Ham fans, yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) I don't think Edwards is going to get fired. I, don't I just think that the club's possibly invested um, too much in, and that's the way they're going to go, because I don't think they've got money. So I think they're looking at, you know, developing youth, sell youth, make money, reinvest, go through there. Um, Manager-wise, Chris said the other night, obviously Alex Neil, um, and someone did say it a minute ago, something yeah. else, but... It was um, Nigel Pearson was yeah. the other and Michael um, someone wasn't it? Uh, Michael yeah. Duff. I was on the I was on the yeah. train home of Chris. Uh, you got Steve Cooper's out there. I don't <laughs> think we get him. To be honest, I think if if I had to have my pick now, and this is really this is a really really sad pick, but I think it says where we're at. If I had to pick someone to come in till the end of the season, who's available? I'd ask Sam Allardyce if he wants to come in. And I know it's a really sad thing to say, but if you're looking for someone who's a firefighter who can keep you up from now until the end of the season. He's got as good track record as anyone, and he knows the club. Yeah, yeah, agree. Paul Hecking bottoms out there, but that would be yeah, a would you, I mean, thing. I mean, Sam Allardyce, yeah. I get what you're saying about Sam Allardyce, but don't forget, he managed Vermin as well. He was shit with Leeds. Mm. Yeah, yeah real talent with Leeds and did nothing with it. That's true. Mm. Like, it did go through those. You've got guys starting at Juve. You've got start guys starting at Bournemouth who he had at Leeds and did nothing with. I don't, so I, put, I don't want Big Sam. Let Razor go in and fucking tell the players what it is, mate. He's a Millwall fan. He's nice. got a Millwall line on his arm, mate. That would fucking that would be quite funny. <laughs> Just someone with some passion, some some effort. I, it's crazy, right? We all went nuts for that video, that little uh, gif, gif, however you want to call it, of Joe Edwards nodding at the fans at Coldwell Lane, that one little thing. Mm. The fact that that was the "quote unquote" passion we yeah. saw out of him in the good times, he looks sad. Told us everything. He looks sad all the time. They showed him on the the He's big screen guy. at the den. He's yeah. not a personality. He no. clearly doesn't have the respect of a locker room. Because what the hell has he done? He was somebody's Sorry. boy. At Sorry, Joe, 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 Joe. Fuck your states chat. It's a dressing room, okay? It's not a fucking My locker mistake. room. Okay? My mistake. I, oh, thought you I, think Edwards, I didn't even think about that. I thought you were going to yell me about that. I stuff. think Edwards, for all that he has, obviously, like we said earlier, he hasn't played. He's been a coach forever. I think Edwards is good at being told what to do by other yep. people. 
when he's been given the reins himself. I I don't think Jose Mourinho played for anyone there. Arsene Wenger didn't. I don't think it's about that. You guys are also talking about mad man, man management. You know, we're saying that maybe he's lost the dressing room a little bit. You don't have to be a footballer. No. He's got no. he's got the knowledge. It doesn't matter who he played for. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I actually don't think he has lost the dressing room. I just don't, I don't think he has answers. I don't think he actually knows how to what I mean, he talks a really good game and he I'm sure he has all these great ideas. He's been, he's been around a lot of great managers, a lot of great teams yeah, for a very long time. And I'm sure he has you don't get that far as he has in, in coaching and stay at clubs like Chelsea and get retained if you haven't got some progression or something about you. I think he's got the ideas. I just don't think he knows how to get them across. All right, here's one for you, for you, for, for you guys on the panel. You've got, I mean, a lot of it. I mean, obviously, Stephen, more so than us, but obviously, Gray, George Graham come from nowhere when he come to us, didn't he? And he was... First he job. had the same sort of... Yeah, first, first job, same first, as Edwards. So look what that got, you know, look what he did and set up for the next manager to take is where he took. But my question to you would be, you've got all the football knowledge in the world. You know the technical side of what to do, okay, which he does. Yet, what is happening on the pitch? Why are the players only playing for 20, 25, 30 minutes and then it goes to pop. Whoever wants to come in. I'll come in. I'll come in. I'll come in. The one that are not fit. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Let Stephen go. Go on, Stephen. The best jockey in the world, probably the greatest jockey of all times, was Lester Piggott. He couldn't yeah. get a donkey to win the derby. So you've still got to have, you can be a good conductor. You still need the band. However good or bad, he needs the players. And I'm not sure if we're coming back again, if the players are absolutely good enough. I don't think it's necessary about his tactics. I don't think really they want to get relegated. Some of those older ones who we know we need to get rid of and will well go at the end of the season if we stay up are hanging on there. There's not going to be a queue to get, you know, Murray Wallace, you know, nice guy, player of the season two or three years ago. They're not going to be queuing up. I can't think anyone that's going to be queuing up for our players. You know, even from Zian Fleming down, 10, 12 million. Whoa. I don't think so. Honestly, no. not. It's not going to happen. Not if so, we go down. Sorry? Won't not if we go down, that's for sure. Okay, it won't happen if we stay up. Because no, that's, that's true. Probably, yeah, you're right. probably we should have taken that. Go on, Dan. I was going to say, based on the 20-minute thing, one, the fitness is still a massive concern. Yeah, we're I agree. In Feb- we're in February, um, and the fitness levels haven't improved all season. Nigel Pearson, when he was in charge of Bristol City after the 1-0 win here, said at the start of the season when Bristol City came to the den, he knew they were, they were going to be fitter than us. That's a concern. We still haven't addressed that. We run for 20 minutes. We play okay for 20 minutes. Don't get the goal. The heads go down. We concede the goal. The heads go down even further. Second as well, it's happened in the Ipswich game and it happened a little bit again today. A magical injury seems to happen for the opposition team kind of any time kind of between the 15th and 25th minute. Yeah. Most of their team go over, get a drinks break. Nobody goes to warm up because it's not a serious little injury. The player gets injured. Little team took a couple of tactical changes. I just don't think Edwards has the tactical now to be able to keep up with Ki- 
Kieran yeah. McKenna and Danny Roll are kind of two coaches very similar to Edwards in terms of just come out of being assistant managers, working in German national team, Manchester United. So worked with good coaches throughout their careers, got good pedigree, but they just seem to have so much more ideas. And you can say it's their squad a bit more, whatever. Ultimately, this isn't a bad squad of players based on what we've seen the last few seasons. You just Daily need to Mills. find the right formula. Daily Millwall's got a point. And it, and it falls into what I've said. I don't think he's going to get a sack. You know, Bobby oh, said, oh, he'll be gone in the morning. I, I honestly don't think they will. But that there is, Edwards did not apply for this job. He was approached by Aldo. Yeah, that's yeah, that's correct, yeah. From the youth side, he'd worked with him before, wouldn't he? Yeah, so if he was approached for this job, then it means that potentially he ain't going to get fired either because they're looking at a, what, they're looking at a longer process. Also, do we know how much money James Barrelson wants to spend right now? It's still well, only, it's been less than a year. Well, what did we give him? Three year deal? It's something you, like you, that, but either depending, way. Depending on the mutual. Half year deal. Yeah. yeah. So, depending on the mutual money. agreement that we had with Rowett to let him go, what we paid him out, because we would have given him something. He ain't left mm. for his own goodwill. No. To then yeah. pay Edwards out as well at a time where no. we have, um, I, I think we're bottom three in the entire division for net spend without recouping any players from sales. We, never do. we don't recoup anything from sales, but we we spend a lot. Like our finances are, while we comply with FFP at the moment, we do not bring any money into this club through player sales. We do not sell any on. We do not let any go to bigger clubs. Like you know, you see all these Bristol cities and QPR selling players for 10, 20 million. We recoup nothing for these players. Like we let them go. We've got five senior players out of contract in the summer. We need a massive rebuild. It should have happened after Blackburn. And I just if firing Edwards now, we are not I don't think we're gonna have the finances to pull it off in one season anyway, if we stay up. But firing Edwards now I don't think would be the right thing to do because is it going to be better with someone else in? It's the same couple of players. Um oh. your same your same fitness levels, your same systems, you know, same fixtures. Is it going to get any better? I don't think it will. Um, and I don't think personally they want any spot on their face from firing him so soon after, especially like as that, as that comment said that Aldo was the one who approached Edwards to to apply. So I think we're in a much deeper situation than we actually think we are, not just bad results on the pitch. I think from the ball down, it's rotten in multiple areas. Well, I need to make an offer to Aldo. If he would like to use my MLS season pass, you know, on Apple to actually do some scouting internationally, maybe learn about <laughs> North and South American players who might actually, you know, be cheap and good. I, please reach out to me. I will give you the password. Are they because... allowed to use these players now after Brexit? I, I can't don't remember how many you're allowed to figure something out. To be fair, mate, Aldo's probably got a, a fire stick, mate, with every... You know, every I figured it out with the fire stick, so it's not just, even an excuse. I must just say something while you're talking about that. I happen to know this for a fact, that Brighton, who are owned by Tony Bloom, who's a big, got a massive gambling company, yep. and Brentford are owned by um, Matthew yeah, Benning, um, by all their players, 90% of them on stats. Yep, yep, yep. Now, a guy, kid I do know very well, who's made a lot of money, he actually approached Daniel Levy at Spurs and they've started buying players on stats. Yeah. So I'm not saying we, you have to move with it. I'm not sure how important it is to have those scouts, whether he's a postman or a university lecturer. I'm not sure how, how important it is. You have, well, you have I'm, to 
we have to move with the times. I know of someone who gave the club eight names of players playing overseas, and those eight players, so I was told that we could have brought them for around a million to 1.2 million. And those players have gone on and been sold to various clubs for circuit for circle around a hundred million pounds. No, we're not very good at that. This is no, about basic no. trading. How many of you guys have heard me included have heard of Caicedo 18 months ago? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but if you're in football, if you're in football, you should know this though, shouldn't you? No, but what I'm saying is he wasn't a household name. Look at the people that Brighton and Brentford have sold. I got a phone call from a friend. This is the absolute truth. It works for Matthew Benning. He said, in your opinion, as a Spurs fan, as a, a Millwall fan, God forbid a Spurs fan, uh, as a Millwall fan, he said, what do you think of Alan Dunn? So that's where they were. Because do you remember yeah. when, when Dunny went there? Yeah. I don't know who that's from, but it says there, your psycho's been in a relationship with me and he tells me it's the players as well. What do you mean? I've got no idea what that means. If you want to elaborate on that, more than welcome. Um, right, so, Thing is, like, like, like what you just said, that these clubs like Brentford and you know Brighton, they they recruit well, they sell them well. It's happening more in the Championship now. Look at Middlesbrough; they just got that 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 geezer, that Rogers. He's played about twelve games for them. Just sold it to Aston Villa for ten million quid. Well, Bristol well, City selling players for one million. We had one. We had one. Exactly. We, said, and we don't know Harris, to quote said he wasn't a Millwall type player. Yeah. And they let him go for nothing. Yeah, SA let, let SA. him go. You got you got Bristol City selling players for 25 million. Yes. Blackburn have just sold a defender for 25 million. Like, yes. what our academy is from my understanding, from what I've seen, is is not a bad academy. It's a good academy. Right. We produce yeah. good players. Why are we not seeing this as an avenue? To bring in some finances, bring these players through, let them help us, and then they help us in the long term as well as in the as the now on the pitch. Because we we failed to do that. We've never done it. No, that's it. I mean, something I'll come to that in a sec. But Mill Holdings says to ask you, Stephen, um, name an English-born manager who has never played the game, if you can. I'm going to go. Oh, that's what he's asked for you. Someone's asked you to if you can name an English manager who's never played the game, who's currently managing football but never played the game in in one of the things. I don't know if there is one. To be fair, no. no. Uh, I agree with what Dan Riggs says. I agree with what Frankie says. It, you know, away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.